Hi folks, uh, you're getting two in one week because we now officially will not have a game to cover for you next week, so... Back in your feeds, people. Sick of the sight of us, even though you can't see us, because this is an audio format, and that's fun. It always is. You know what's not always fun, though? Football games that don't happen. Yeah! Two of them this year. So far. For those of you who haven't heard, after the Wisconsin game got canceled, Moose and the boys up in the athletic department started to search for a replacement. We threw around a few possible contenders on the show for who that team might be, and I was checking Husker message boards late last night uh, before I edited our last podcast. And, <laughs> you know, impeccable sourcing on our part. If no. you're an internet rando with an internet connection and you hang out on internet message boards about the Nebraska Huskers, your opinion's likely to feature on this show. That's not wrong. There was this one... So I, so I was on Husker message boards uh, late last night, and I saw this one poster who had two, who had two posts in their entire post history say, Nebraska versus UT Chattanooga. Book it. I have my sources. And I believe that instantly. You know why? <laughs> what? Two posts ever, both of them about this? This was the first I had seen their name. I popped in and out of Husker Forum, so I recognized some posters, but not everybody. I had... Okay, where are these forums? Coordination, Husker Board, Husker Max, um... Those, those are the three I, I make the rounds on just to see the pulse of Husker Nation is thinking. Uh, R forward slash Huskers is another one. Uh, yeah, R slash Huskers is, like, the only one I ever go to. Yeah. And, like, let's be real. And on God, the amount of RCFB is Husker fans, so I think we can count, count that as ours just generally. Yes. Remember... Oh. Remember the Akron game when that got canceled? People were floating all kinds of theories on who our replacement was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. A popular one was uh, we buy out Liberty's second game against New Mexico State and have them play us because Turner Gill is their head coach and he used to be the quarterback here. That was a popular right. theory. And there were like People were presenting cases for several FCS teams, and Bethune-Cookman was just a name on a list that nobody had singled out. They were just a team with an open date that day. And then one day, like three days before the announcement came that we were going to play them, I saw a user on r slash Huskers who I didn't recognize say, hey, a source tells me it's going to be Bethune-Cookman. And I believe that too because it was too bizarrely specific to not have legs behind it. And that's how I felt about UT Chattanooga as well. Just... <laughs> Because people, because our theories had sense and reasoning behind it, like, we play UTEP in the future, we, it would be fun to play Mizzou again, you know, stuff like that, that comes from our brain, not from a source who knows something. Bethune-Cookman and UT Chattanooga does not come from somebody's brain. That has to come from somebody else. It is too bizarrely specific not to have legs behind it. So at that moment, at like... 11.35 p.m. last night, I'm like, <laughs> we're going to try to schedule Chattanooga. And in the morning, 
Guess what happens? We try to schedule Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah, so for the listeners, and obviously it's, it's, it's not that important at this point, but tell us a little bit, tell us everything Justin knows about Chattanooga. Chattanooga, uh, they are the mocks, which is now short for mockingbirds. It used to be short for moccasins, but because of that possibly being Native American imagery, they switched the name connotation to mockingbirds. And we're all thankful. Yes. It's still a little disappointed that it even needed to be done. And so, so are they, like, what, 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 what level are they at? Would this have been an easy pickup for us? They are an FCS team. We played them for our home opener in 2011, our first year in the Big Ten. And we won pretty handily in that, like 40-7, I believe. Chattanooga has not necessarily improved since then. We had one scheduled game this fall, and that was this previous week, against a team that is very near and dear to your heart, Nick, Western Kentucky, who won things to... How uh, dare you? How dare you? I'm offended. God. What are they, the, the mountain hoppers? The mountain hoppers. hoppers? What the hell is a mountain hopper? The hilltopper. The top I'm of the rats. Have you seen their, like, mascot? Gred. Gred? Big Red. Oh, that's just insulting. You're kidding me. No. He's big okay. and he's red. He's Big Red. The less we can talk about Wiki, the better. So let's just keep moving on Chattanooga. Yeah, uh, Chattanooga lost 13-10 to Western Kentucky last week, though they returned the kickoff, kickoff for a touchdown with one minute to go to take the lead. The ref claims he saw a fair catch that upon replay, I could not find where he could have seen that. So Chattanooga lost. Because they played one game this fall, they've been tested. They've been practicing. According to a source in Chattanooga, Every single test Wednesday came back negative for people in the program. So this would make sense for a team for us to schedule since, A, this is about as safe as you can get in college football. B, they're ready to play. They have played. And C, this isn't going to mess up any other conference's schedule. This is just going to be an obvious conference game for the both of us. It seemed perfect. We were going to pay them to come here. We have previous relationships with the school thanks to our 2011 out-of-conference game. It made a lot of sense. And then, then we took our plan to the league office. And I'm, we're, we're not sure how this decision was made. But the answer we got was no, we cannot play this game. There could have potentially been a vote amongst the ADs. It could have been Kevin Warren just shaking his head and snapping a red stamp on our proposition papers, but the result is the same. Nevertheless, we are not playing this football game, even after 30 minutes of looking like we would. That's the story of the Chattanooga game that was and is not. And mostly was not. Yes. So, um, yeah. Enlighten us on what we know about this decision-making process. I think the statement released by uh, Moose and Green today has some pretty interesting details in it. Um, mm-hmm. I concur. 
Let me go pull this up real quick. And some really fascinating subtext, I think. Here's, here's what they say in the statement. With the cancellation of the game against Wisconsin, we did explore the possibility of securing a non-conference game for Saturday. Discussions we had were with teams that had already implemented stricter, stricter testing protocols those mandated by the Big Ten Conference, which Chattanooga got tested three times last week just to play Wiki, and they are being tested again this week after playing Wiki, just to make sure Wiki didn't give them anything, and so far nothing has shown up positive from player or staff. So that's important. That shows me that, you know, we wanted to get this approved. This wasn't like a Hail Mary. This was, we did our homework by choosing an opponent. At Nebraska, we will always make decisions based on what is best for our student athletes, provide them with the best possible experience during their college careers. At this point, young men in our program worked hard to prepare for the football season and have made the necessary sacrifices in order to play in this unusual environment. With an already shortened season, we owed it to our student athletes to explore any possible option to play a game this week. And then we have another sentence, you know, saying why it was so important for them to do this. And the final paragraph of this, which is the shortest paragraph of the whole statement, is also the most important one. Ultimately, the Big Ten Conference did not approve our request. We respect their decision. We are excited to move forward with preparations for the rest of the season, beginning with next week's game at Northwestern. Ultimately, the Big Ten not approve our request. That's all we have said about what happened and what went down. Right. Um, I guess just broadly, because you know a hell of a lot more about this than I do. Yeah. What do you make of all this? I don't understand why we couldn't have played this game. I think it looks safe. I failed to see the downside. This was a vote amongst conference ADs. Why would any other team care what we are doing right now? Why would any other team be affected in one way or another us playing this game? Doesn't make any sense for them to cancel in that reason. The only reason I could see is that this is like comes from the top of the conference itself, and they're they're saying this is going to be a conference only season. No exceptions. I'm sorry. That's the only way I could see it. But we, we don't know that because we have not gotten a single word from the Big Ten about this at all. And according to CBS Sports, they had an interview with uh, Chattanooga's athletic director, David Cobb, on the article. Uh, Chattanooga AD Mark Walton told him uh, there were many levels of approval through the Big Ten and we lost on the final approval. He says, there is no specific reason for the game being turned down. We had no direct conversation with the Big Ten, only with Nebraska. The Big Ten did not respond to a request for comment. All I can do is speculate that they set all their Big Ten schedules with no buys and didn't have a contingency plan if they lost games. Nebraska wanted to have a plan B. This so happened, we played last week and we had the testing protocols in place. We had the opportunity to have this conversation. Yeah. 
So you don't want to over-speculate, but that's pretty clear. And Moose wasn't quoted in this article. No, Moose has not said anything outside of that joint statement with Ronnie. Ross has not said anything either. But as a reporter, my first call would be someone at UNL who probably directs me to someone at Chattanooga because UNL wants this out but doesn't want to get, you know, hit for it. Boy, fun. Good times. I I mean, I can't wrap my head around it. What advantage is there to us not playing? Again, they could maybe stretch it and say, we're not you know, comfortable with you playing a team from another conference and potentially having them cause an outbreak here. But we, they don't have any COVID cases. Unless they have that much doubt in other conferences' testing protocols, I mean, tests are tests no matter what, what conference is doing them. I'm pretty sure Chattanooga's having the same tests that we're getting. So I'm not sure what the issue is there. The only thing I can think of is that, you know, they have their plan and they're sticking to it. They don't want to do on-the-fly adjustments. The plan is, even though Wisconsin game got canceled, Big Ten season plan is working exactly how they schedule it. This was written in the schedule where if a game can't be played, it will not be played. This goal is less to have, like, normal football season that is fair to everybody, more to just have some sort of football season that's about as safe as we can have it right now under these circumstances, while simultaneously ending right before the college football playoff selection so we can hopefully get a team in. Like, the Big Ten's trying to juggle a lot of things at once. I don't know if they want to add another thing of teams can now schedule whoever they want if a game gets canceled on top of that. Because Nebraska-Chattanooga, again, it looks picture perfect. Everything got figured out. Let's say a game gets canceled next week. There's an athletic director who doesn't do as much homework as Bill Moose does. I'm not going to single out a team in the conference. So let's just say any team in the conference does that. They schedule a team like UMass, and then UMass, who doesn't have as strict testing protocols as even Chattanooga does, comes in, causes an outbreak on that campus, and then the Big Ten as a hiccup in their season that is not caused by a team in the Big Ten. Even though Nebraska, all signs would point to it being safe for them to play, you don't know if the Big Ten would want to potentially open that can of worms where something could happen to where it would not be safe to play. I think there are ways around this for sure, but I could see that being the reason. But they haven't said that. So you're just saying that, like, blanket I, – I, I think it makes sense if you're going to say, like, across the season, we're just going to issue a blanket order that you can't play anyone outside the conference. But we haven't really explicitly heard that. 
Um, we've, I think conference only season means what it means. I mean, yeah, I suppose. And he was pretty, but it's, it's, like I said, this is going to happen to other Big Ten teams, right? The it's it's not unlikely this happens to Ohio State, and if the rules are different for for Ohio State, we've got a problem. But what if they aren't? I think a lot of Husker fans are getting very angry at a hypothetical situation that hasn't happened. Sure, sure, that's true. And there's no way to say that they aren't. But let me answer that with, would you be surprised? No. Right? Yeah, I don't know. This sucks. And there's not a whole lot to say other than this sucks. First of all, how impressive was it for Bill Moose to turn a new game proposal that quickly after this one got canceled. It took a solid week and a half to reschedule the Akron game with the Finn Cookman. It took him less than 24 hours to do the same with Chattanooga. Like, Yeah, that's crazy. Although you got to think he probably knew something was up with Wisconsin mm-hmm. and started planning ahead of time. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably true as well. I, okay. This is the frustrated Husker fan in me speaking. And forgive it in advance. But what's stopping us from having Chattanooga to Lincoln? That's a point I thought about, too. What would they do to us? They're going to throw us out? Like, they're not going to throw us out. Or maybe, I mean, when asked about if Nebraska could play a schedule outside of conference after the season got shut down initially, Evan Warren answered they could, but they wouldn't be a part of the Big Ten if they did. I could very well see him saying, hey, that's your resignation letter. Bye. I'm almost happy to call that bluff at this point. You know what? Me too. Like, God, I don't know. Will we want to poke the bear any more than we already have? Yes. Like, so again, like, okay, so they say you have to leave the conference. Well, if you're a conference that doesn't want to play football, I don't want to be in that conference. You know what I mean? This is not a safety thing. There is almost no legitimate safety argument. This is a, but we have the rules. And and, and you guys made a big deal the first time, and now you come back and you ask for things that we say no because we don't like you. I don't see how else you can construe this. I just don't. It was safer to play Chattanooga than it was to play Ohio State. Kevin Warren doesn't give a shit about whether you and I get coronavirus. Kevin Warren could give a flying, but are you muted? What's going on, buddy? Oh, I'm, I'm making DJ effects like, <laughs> I just, I don't see how, when has Kevin Warren ever made a decision for the good of the students of Nebraska? He's been commissioner for one year, and that year has been 2020. Yeah. All he's done is suck, though. 
What was he doing before this? Where's this Kevin Warren mf from? Like, I don't know anything about this guy. I just know I don't like him. And so, like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like falling in line is, like, not an option here. He is an American attorney and sports executive. He's a graduate of University of Notre Dame Law School. He was previously the chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings. So he didn't even go to a Big Ten school? Uh, he went to Penn, Grand Canyon, Arizona State, and Notre Dame. He was born in Phoenix, Arizona. He was president of the Fiesta Bowl Board of Directors at one point. The, whoa, this got dark on Wikipedia. The young boy, Kevin, was struck by a car and forced into traction and a body cast for many months. Holy shit. Can we still make fun of him? Uh, I'm not, doctors informed Warren there was a chance he might not walk again, and therefore it was oh likely he would ever fulfill any dreams he had of playing sports. So instead, he decided to ruin the Big Ten. He used the money from the insurance settlement he received to construct a pool in his backyard for aquatic rehabilitation exercises. And he recovered and went on to play college basketball. At Notre Dame? At Penn. Oh. He dropped well. 42 against Concordia College. Wow. In Penn history. Wow. Good for him. Good for him. Now stop ruining my conference. Minus the whole car accident. That's pretty much the uh, bio I expected. Faceless suit from a wannabe Ivy League school who then went to a wannabe Ivy League school. <laughs> and now he leads a conference of wannabe Ivy League schools. Aren't you happy that we've that they now have a school who's never wanted to be an Ivy League school in their conference? Right. I find it weird that Iowa's gotten along with these people so long. But then again, Iowa's so the idiot cousin that they don't recognize. We're sure thankful you let us into our conference. You mean we get to play football against you guys every year? Gene Willikers, take all our money. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm a pissed off Husker fan. What can I say? I have no defense for uh, for anything I say or do. I'm just really sad because I was super looking forward to this game. Both games. A, the Wisconsin game with either their first string or fourth string quarterback, I don't give a crap, or Chattanooga, who it's been a long time since we've seen a Husker blowout win. It's been since Maryland last November. That's almost a full calendar year. I need my blowout. And I don't see it on the schedule except for maybe Illinois. Yeah. Who could reasonably be our first win? Low key, though, because now we have an extra week to prepare for Northwestern. There's one thing we know about Northwestern is that you cannot prepare for Northwestern. Right. And then who's after that? Penn State. Penn State, who has a chance to have the same record as us going into that game. Yeah. Illinois could be our first win. God. 
Illinois could be our only win. Purdue's looking darn good. Played Iowa really well without their first string wide receiver. Is Rondale Moore, a two time All Big Ten finisher, a freshman All American his freshman year. The dude who single handedly beat Ohio State's secondary on offense that one game. I mean. Yeah. So I guess going into Northwestern, does this give us the edge on Northwestern? Or does this actually, like, I, you know, I honestly would have liked to see more reps before we played them. I mean, after the Akron game got canceled, the team looked pretty sloppy against Colorado. Mm-hmm. It took us a while to get back in the groove of things. You know, we played that Ohio State. That was our opener. Was Ohio State much better in terms of experience? I mean, we just got the pants kicked out of us for an entire half of football where we weren't competitive in the slightest. I guess mm-hmm. the first half looked pretty good. First half was, I guess, great experience. I mean, I'm not discounting that, but, like, we're building off of one half of competitive football a game that's always close no matter what. Mm-hmm. God, Northwestern is going to be the worst game of football ever played, isn't it? It's going to be a nightmare. Like, we talk a lot about the chaos magic, right? And the chaos magic feeds off of its own chaos. And we're going with a bunch of chaos in the most chaotic year ever into the chaos magic game. Like, this thing's going to be insane. People might die. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, God. Oh, what are we going to do? I have no idea. Any... I guess this doubles this Northwestern preview episode since... Does it? We're not ready for that. We don't know anything. We might not even play Northwestern. That's... Honestly, imagine if the Northwestern game gets canned, too. You think we don't try to do this thing again? I think we try and move conferences mid-year. If we're consistently, like, like I don't know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can just not play football. I think if we're consistently healthy and other colleges are not, what choice do we have but to go rogue? Just not play football because other people are effing up? That's ridiculous. That's unthinkable. The only thing less unthinkable than that is to just, I don't know, schedule everyone who's open and say, go to hell. We're going to join some other conference next year. We're going to win the Americans so soundly they have to put us in the playoff. (laughs) I don't think we want smoke with... A good couple teams in that conference, though. Ooh, Cincinnati's scary right now. Like, I would love nothing more for them to make the playoff. I don't think they will. But, like, I would love nothing more. The one good thing COVID-19 did for this football season is canceled the Cincinnati-Nebraska game this year. Oh, we would have gotten destroyed. (laughs) Oh, we would have been goners. Jesus Christ, we would have been just annihilated. Oh, Oh, I shudder to think. It would be nightmare hell, you know. God, oh, it hurts my brain. Losing to Cincinnati? No, we wouldn't lose. We'd get blown out. It would be at home. 
Yeah, and then you'd see other American teams put up a much better fight against them than we did. Mm-hmm. God, what does it say that we might be bad for the American at this point? Like, you'd think you could move almost any even mid-tier power conference team. Like Vanderbilt. Would I be stunned if Vanderbilt won the American? No, it's the American. And sure, it's Vanderbilt, but it's the American. But if you ask me tomorrow, do I think we could win the American Conference? Absolutely not in a million years. You could run that simulation a hundred times, and in none of those simulations would Nebraska win this American Conference. I don't want smoke with Cincy. I don't want smoke with Navy. I don't want smoke with SMU. Memphis on Sundays. CF on Sundays. Right. I just don't want smoke with the American. God, that's a that shouldn't be a formidable lineup, but it sure is. Yo, what if we play Navy? Didn't uh, didn't the current president of the university used to work at Navy? Yes, uh, Mash alumni Ted Carter himself. Yeah, a- Teddy Cards. Yes, gotta love Teddy Cards. Oh, Ted, Ted, Ted Theodore. Hmm. You wonder if they ever have a big meeting of Ted's. Think about how interesting that would be. Roosevelt, Carter, I... Kaczynski. No. <laughs> yeah, I think they should have Ted meetings. Ted they could call them Ted Talks. I made that joke before you. I know, I know. But I was building to it the whole time. And you stole my thunder. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think every time he speaks, he has to say thank you for coming to my TED Talk? Sure. <laughs> right? It'd be a better world. I want him, when we, when we finally quit the Big Ten, I want him to finish the speech with, so up yours, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. You know what my favorite thing is? So there's a room. I want to say it's called the President's Room in the Student Union. It's on the um, west side with the big doors up front. It's actually, it's called the Big Ten Room, now that I think of it. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Um, so there's the entrance with the vending machines, and you hook a right, yeah. and it's there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that room. So it's like the nicest room on campus. It's got, like, heated leather seats, at, 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 like, 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 leather office chairs. Have you been in there? Probably. I've wandered in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super great. But if you remember correctly, behind each of um, one of the, like, each of the spots, there's the logo of a different Big Ten team. And sometimes I just sit and fantasize about taking out, I guess if we joined the Big 12, they'd want it to keep it symmetrical, so there'd be 12 chairs. They're just taking out two chairs and changing all of those logos around the room. And then the last thing they do is they just take down the side that says Big Ten Room and putting up a side that says Big 12 Room. That'd make me so happy. Not, nothing would bring me more joy at this point. Yeah. I don't know where the administration's heads are at right now. I think they, I think the largest portion it's been since we left the Big 12, joined the Big Ten, 
of Nebraska fans are unhappy with the Big Ten. I think if you pulled Nebraska fans today in favor of leaving the conference, it would be similar numbers to the day they canceled football. You know, I think this is like the, their third screw-up. A series of pretty big screw-ups seem to directly affect us more so than any other Big Ten team. And I don't think Nebraska fans are going to be on the side of the conference ever again. I, I, I see some people who are like, we're not going anywhere. There's nothing to worry about here. You know, it would tank our reputation academically. We would lose out on so much money, you know. When did this, when did this university ever care? Like, I think it's so funny because they pulled the professors, right? They pulled professors and were like, do you want to move conferences? And of course the professors said no, but anyone at this university who thinks the professors make any meaningful decisions is deluding themselves. This is a football team with an academic institution that necessarily by the bylaws of the NCAA has to be attached. And so we put up the front of this being an academic institution. I'm not saying, I think it's a great state school. I think a lot of people, yourself and myself included, we're both students. But I think most students are realistic about what this school is and what this school can be. And I think the people who are jazzed about being in the Big Ten are deluding themselves about what the Big Ten has really done for us academically. Because I have cousins who were here when we were in the Big 12, right? And I'm here in the Big Ten. And we're receiving the same caliber of education, which I think is effectively a good one for what, for what we pay for it. This is one of the best educations in the country dollar per dollar, right? I love this university. I will stand by this university, but we have to be frank about what we are and what we are not. And, and I don't know. Now, maybe, maybe it's because I'm in the humanities, right? And maybe really there's more interesting things happening in STEM research that I don't know about. But do you think this campus would feel demonstrably different other than the fact that we'd be more excited about football if we went to the Big 12? I I couldn't see why it, it would change anything. I mean, UNMC, that's every single UN school, UNO and UNK included. So right, the conference has no effect on that, which is like one of our most prestigious, you know, things we have as an academic institution. And right. Isn't even affiliated with the campus. Or, or I mean the conference, I mean. Yeah. So, like... They used them because we conveniently had them. But, I don't know. I guess maybe, like, funding for research, but not to belittle anything anybody at the university is doing, but when have you ever read an article that quoted a study from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln? That wasn't about Salt Creek tiger beetles. <laughs> or, um, yeah, and it's not like that work's not important. Right? I love me a good Salt Creek Tiger Beetle. Don't get me wrong. Those little buggers are great. Would the Big 12 not give us enough beetle fund money? We were funding the Beatles beforehand. Anything that you would lose, you could recuperate in added excitement around the football team. Right? Here's the thing. 
I'm likely leaving this state because of my job. Were I planning to stay here, whether or not we were in the Big Ten or the Big 12 would have a serious, serious, serious implication on whether or not I'm buying season tickets. Like, I don't think I do if we're just going to lose in the Big Ten every year, get belittled by every other team. Man, Rutgers fans feel better about themselves in this conference than we do. Rutgers fans who are rolling around with our old quarterback. Rutgers has nowhere else to go. We poached them from the American. Like, this team is in the Power Five solely because they are the closest Power Five school, solely because they are the closest school that wasn't in the Power Five to New York City. So that we can charge people in New York City the Big Ten Network and their cable packages. Again, Rutgers exists to let Nebraska fans in New York City watch the Big Ten Network. That's it. Thank God for them, too. Maryland for D.C. I can move anywhere and still watch the game. Where do you get that with the Big 12, though? Oh, you're kidding me. I'll illegally stream it. Who cares? Let's not kid ourselves here. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. We're mad, folks. Yeah, one thing I will say, like, I still don't think we're going to leave, but the one thing I have seen that shows the administration might be thinking about it, uh, in our statement after, you know, the big, in our, like, concession speech to the Big Ten saying, we're, we're waiting to the spring, we respect your decision, we emphasized how happy we were to be a part of this conference. We did not do that in this statement. We spent three paragraphs talking about how we tried to play, the research we did on choosing an opponent to play and the process we went to pitching the idea to the Big Ten on how to play. We spent two sentences on how they shut us down. We said we are excited to play Northwestern next week. We did not say we are committed to remaining a member of this conference. It would have been super easy to throw that in there. And it wasn't there. I could be reading too much but that stood out to me. Yeah, that's big. I still, I still don't see us leaving unless something else happens either this year or next year. I. Yeah, but don't you think it's odds-on that something this year or next year happens? Next year, schedule next conference game. Who's going to want to fill that damn stadium to capacity? And if they don't let him. Oh, boy. We have, I think, the fifth or sixth largest stadium in the world in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. In the world. In the world. Yeah. Oh, like, obviously, I was against fans back in stadiums this year. I think it's crazy for the teams that are doing it this year. But my real honest-to-God hope is that it's okay to do by next year. And if anyone gets in our damn way, if it is legitimately safe, I have no tolerance. And yet I think it's likely. I'm not going to let two years of my college experience go without Memorial Stadium, okay? Right. 
I'm already... Or an article I was writing told me it was the main reason he came here. <laughs> Which is the memeiest damn thing I've ever had Justin say to me. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, you know how most people talk around the fact that they came here for the football? Justin's like, no, nah, I'm here for the ball. Like, I'm, I'm not messing around. <laughs> I never visited anywhere else. I never applied anywhere else. This was a dream. I I never applied anywhere else, but then they were like, hey, can we pay you to come to our school? And I was like, well, I guess I'll cancel those visits to other places. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Not having debt. It's a, it's a nice feeling, kids. Get you some debt free. <laughs> yeah. So... What else do we need to cover? Are we doing a Northwestern preview? There is no way to preview a Northwestern game. The best way to preview a Northwestern game is to, like, pound some ayahuasca and listen to a week straight of the podcast Night Vale. Chaos magic. Chaos magic. Prepare yourself for the Northwestern game. Lock yourself in a dark closet for 48 hours. To prepare yourself for the Northwestern game in just DMT with Joe Rogan. Captain Gerald, go on the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> I would give nothing more, nothing more than to watch random Big Ten coaches get I with Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever seen the Malcolm Gladwell episode of the Joe Rogan experience? I have so, not. I've seen Elon Musk, Kanye West, and Post Malone. I haven't seen the Kanye one. Is that one good? Uh, calls himself a prophet sent from God multiple times, and that thing it's. If, if you don't like watching his spiral into madness, then. See what what I love about the the time Malcolm Gladwell goes on there is you know Malcolm Gladwell, really serious guy, serious reporter. Like, like, like one of our brightest minds, I think, in the country. And goes on Joe Rogan. And, like, tries to make serious points about this book he's just written that Joe is supposed to have read all of so he can discuss it with Malcolm. Oh, wasn't Mike Tyson on Joe Rogan once? I think I saw that one, too. Oh, that'd be great. I would, I'd watch that out of that. But then, like, ten minutes into the episode... Joe Rogan's just like, yeah, I audiobooked the first chapter. And so they just go on, like, the wildest tangents. And Malcolm gets vaguely Swedish, the Irish, for, like, no apparent reason. Like, he just calls out all Irish people. And, like, he, like, makes fun of Joe for being from Boston. It's just, like, Malcolm Gladwell turns into a Def Jam comic for, like, an hour. And it's phenomenal. Because Joe's just not, not making any sense. And he's like, I think we're going to have machines that are going to be able to read emotions as language. And Malcolm's like, well, that's, I mean, that's pretty bullshit, Joe. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, whenever you think of him, you have to appreciate the different perspectives that Joe Rogan brings to the media game. Like, oh, for sure. Like, his willingness to just ask anything is admirable. And never in a million years would I call him a journalist, but I think there are things you can learn from him as a journalist where it's just like, he has these people so in his element and out of theirs 
mm-hmm. that they almost stumble backwards into saying more truthful things than they normally would. Yeah. Um, his episodes uh, on MMA are really good, too. Because I think that is, for me, the only way I can get into MMA is, like, two dudes talking about ML- M- MMA in, like, a, a, a chiller setting. Because when you watch it on the TV, it's like, okay, there's a lot happening really fast. Nothing's really being explained to me. But when you've got, like, Joe Rogan and some dude out of his gourds on psychedelics, like, breaking down, I don't know, scorpion kicks to the to the jaw, like, it makes a lot more sense. It just checks out a lot more. Joe Rogan. Non-sponsor of the Justin Nicotine podcast. Yes. You think we could become a Spotify exclusive? I heard his deal when he became a Spotify exclusive was something like $12 million. How do we get some of that sweet, sweet Spotify exclusive money? Don't fill out the Apple podcast information on my upload page. Fair enough. All right. This episode, Spotify exclusive. Spotify exclusive. We're up there solely to Napster. That's it. Okay, that's, I mean, we get the same number of listeners. Uh, this podcast, also, official member of the Big 12. This podcast has moved to the Big 12. It's your turn, Bill and Roddy. We're moving. We're packing up and we're going. I don't know what it means for us. We no longer have the Justin the Nick of Time TV network. No. Now we've got... Like Longhorn just in the nick of time coverage. The Longhorn Network. Oh my god. We used to have a cable package that got that. Dude, it's included in mine too. Isn't it bananas? There's this show where their baseball coach goes around and eats food. It's like he's trying to be Guy Fieri. Then the Big Ten Network copied that show for Campus Eats. Campus Eats used to play all the time in uh, uh, Salic Dining Hall. And I'd watch these people go, and they'd be eating just, like, the most random, overly Midwestern bullshit in the world. It's like, here's a fried ball of beer cheese soup. And you're like, how did you even make that happen? How is that structurally possible? And you look down at the stuff that they're feeding you and sell it, and you look back up, and you're like, actually, I could go for a fried ball of beer cheese soup right now. Like, that doesn't sound that bad compared to what I'm eating. <laughs> Campus Eats makes no damn sense. Why would, you, why would you want a cooking show on a damn sports network? Like, if they started making 30 for 30s about Chopped, it wouldn't make any sense. I'd well, love it, because Ted Allen is a legend. I was about to say low-key, a 30 for 30 style documentary about, like, the most intense Food Network moments. I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> I'd only watch for the Ted Allen, because that man has a special place in my heart. Ted Allen and Alton Brown are, like, the only two acceptable Food Network hosts. I knew 30 for 30 on the cake boss, specifically the night where he said, you can't arrest me, I'm the cake boss. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's, it's going to be like one of those stupid, overly dramatic 30 for 30s 
where they give it some dumb name like Requiem for a Sponge Cake Pop. Like, it's going to be so good. There's going to be a lot of shots uh, that are like the, 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 the past dramatizations that they tried to do for a while, where it's just like some guy in a basketball jersey standing in the rain and crying, but instead it's the fat guy from Cake Boss in a basketball jersey, just in a soaked-through white New York Knicks jersey, just crying in the street corner under a single street light, which then flickers out, and you know that's the end of Act 1. It's the Jeremy Lin jersey he impulse bought back in 2013. I'm... What the hell was Linsanity? Like, it, it's a big part of why I'm a Knicks fan now. And I wasn't even really there for it. I was just like, oh, sweet. They found an agent guy that can shoot. That's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many reasons why that was as huge as it was. Like. Yeah. The obvious one is that Jeremy Lin is the first Asian American athlete to reach that level of fame in America. Right, because Yao is actually from China, right? Yes. And I guess you could say maybe some Olympians, but like in a professional nah. sports setting. Yeah, real sports. And they're very underrepresented in that regard. And Jeremy oh, Lin meant a has, lot has to there, a lot of people. Has there ever been like a, like a continentally Asian NFL player? Asian American NFL players. Heinz Ward. I forgot about him. He was Asian. Heinz Ward was... What? Yeah. I feel like Heinz Ward is just one of those names that you like learn as a kid as one of the important football names and you don't actually remember what he did or who he was. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's... Oh, yeah. He's half Asian. Yep. Dancing with the Stars champion as well. Is he really? Yeah, he did win. 2011. Boom. He won what in 2011? Oh, Dancing with Stars. Yeah. Damn, okay. Good for him. Yeah. We got so off topic when we're talking about Asian American representation in sports. And that's just something we're woefully underqualified to talk about. What are we qualified to talk about? Not the most that. qualified thing I've spoken about on this podcast in a minute was the short Joe Rogan tirade. Like, I'm not even qualified. You're definitely qualified to talk about Husker sports. I am not this year. Like, and I'm just trying to be as frank with the audience as possible that I'm really just here to, like, shepherd Justin through his own thoughts than really provide good ones of my own other than my, like, Fan analysis, which is just anger, anger. My God, I am so angry. Analysis. Yeah, yeah. Anger analysis. It's a new. It's a whole new thing. It's a new sensation sweeping the nation. <laughs>